the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox postgame show. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ekramal23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. No Vinny Duber today because it's it's kind of the holiday weekend. That's why we're working from home. So, you know, Vinny, Vinny took this day off. A well-deserved day because uh, I think he's even going to be at the park tomorrow mm-hmm. for Memorial Day. We'll talk about why a little bit later on, but a fantastic reason or so I'm assuming. Uh, hasn't been made official, but uh, Steve Stone was talking about Liam Hendricks' parents being in Detroit. So I think it's fa- fair to assume. Liam Hendricks is coming back on Monday. Yeah, and hopefully we see him late in the game and the White Sox fans give him the standing ovation that he so richly deserves. And um, I might make it out tomorrow because we do have an off day. Me and you have an off day. And so uh, it might be a nice night to go out and see the White Sox in their south side jerseys and then see if Liam Hendricks can lock it down, hopefully, in the ninth inning. Well, oh yeah, hopefully they're winning too. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully they give them the chance to to do something great. You know, I, how great would it be? Liam Hendricks returning and the White Sox are down 14 to three. Um, you know, like Mike Trout has two home runs. It is absolutely just tore up. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what officially happens. Uh, I know uh, the latest report from Detroit was he threw a live BP on Friday and then they were going no more after that day and uh, Daryl Van Scowen reported that his stuff is ticked up. So um, I, th- I think he's close enough to, you know, be on Liam watch and it would have been weird for him to make his debut in Detroit. So it makes a lot more sense that he'd be making his debut in Chicago. Right. I, I don't think that they're going to do it anywhere else than, than guaranteed right field. I don't know if it's going to be that like the first day, do you think no matter on the 29th, they're going to use him because we saw with Garrett Crochet, they didn't use him right away. Mm-mm. I mean, I think they're going to use him in the situation that he is comfortable in and closing out the game. I don't think they're going to ease him into being a closer. Liam is not that guy. Liam's like, if I'm in the game, I'm the closer or close to the end of the game. So I think if they have a sizable lead, three runs or less, um, it's Liam time in that ninth inning. It's the 29th, the 30th, 31st, whatever day it is, I think he'll be on in in this homestand as they have, I think six games versus the angels and the tigers coming up in this next homestand. We'll talk about Liam more later on in the broadcast, especially with how this game ended. Uh, Would have been nice to have Liam Hendricks today uh, because the white Sox were coming to you live after a white Sox loss six to five, right? Steven, do you have a score graphic or no score graphic? I know you're mad. No, no score you're, graphic you're so on uh, the stream yards here. Were you so angry you had to go scream in your basement because you didn't have I, a score graphic in the White Sox loss? No, I had to go scream at a dog that was on my bed. And he's not supposed to be. Great. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. what I was doing. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Um, um, you described this uh, before uh, we jumped on as the worst loss of the season. Herb, I, I don't know if you guys agree. If, if you agree with Stary, Steven agrees. I, yeah, I want to talk about this because I am I have not had a worse like feeling in my stomach after a game than this one this season. This was one that was supposed to win. Herb and I were talking about before the show. This is the second game in a row. They snatched the lead back in the seventh inning, and then the bullpen just gives it up. I mean, they truly did just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory on this one. This is a game they should have won, and just mental errors just gave it away. 
Yeah, and Snatched I feel like feet in the jaws of victory. It's an yeah. idiom. It's like the is that right? It, uh, yeah, it's, you it's, did it yes. opposite of what you're yeah. supposed to do. It. Oh, okay. But All right. No, I'm sorry. I'm not to snatch <laughs> snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat. Mm. But the white I'm not well. Do that. I'm sorry. Too tough. They're just so so like, and it's not even. I know people are getting on Joe Kelly, and that's a tough pitch that uh, Riley Green hit. It's a low curveball, whatever. In that instance, I would love for my center fielder to play that as a uh, double. You know, go after the ball as such. He is a Gold Glover after all. I'm not the reigning one, but he has been, and he's done well this year. And Luis Robert Jr. and he hadn't done well on that play specifically, and. Not just this game, not just Friday's game, and not just Thursday's game, but the collective games that Luis Robert played in Detroit, over, over 12. You can't have one of your best hitters, especially on Friday, the White Sox broke out, got 12 runs, 17 hits, and one of the guys who didn't get hit was Luis Robert. The whole series, the man didn't contribute one single, not one. That can't happen as a superstar. And as I said before, he is held to a higher standard than all the rest of the players because he's the best player, potentially. But he didn't show up this weekend. So, yeah, I know people are second-guessing Pedro on the decisions that he made. I think execution by the players is what cost this White Sox team not to get the job done both yesterday and today. Both, I think that's what I, I was talking to Steven about the accumulating effect of the same thing happening two days in a row with the same pitcher actually giving up the lead, Joe Kelly, is kind of frustrating to White Sox fans. And then that bottom, that top of that 10th inning is just the cherry on top of the shit Sunday where Adel- Alex Lang, Dickie wearing jerk, is throwing balls in the damn dirt. And you got Vaughn. And Grandal just whiffing at these balls. Let him throw a strike. Just one. Just one strike. Then continue on with the bat. Please. Hey, I mean, you know, I I think it is a long sleeve shirt that he cut the sleeves off of. I don't think it's a Dickie. I did a lot of Dickie research to find the right one. Um, I I think mostly at at this point, it's for clergymen. And I don't think Alex Lang's a, a clergyman. Um, he threw 10 pitches. Uh, none of them were in the zone, which is just laughable. Uh, I, I think, though, it's at this point when there are 11 games under 500, just kind of just shows how bad they are. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, all the tweaks that Pedro does. We've said that managers don't matter. I don't think if it was Tony La Russa, this team would be any better. I don't think if it was Pedro Grafold, this team would be ever even any better. I think my guy was, uh, what, Joe Espada. Uh, I don't think the team would be uh, better with Joe Espada. Like, it's on the players at this point. I mean, not only is Luis Robert making that interesting decision to uh, try to dive and get that ball with Riley Green flying around the bases, and Chase Benetti thought it was going to be an inside-the-park home run, would have been more efficient, honestly, because uh, then we wouldn't have to see Tim Anderson botch a ball in the infield because they possibly still could have bailed, bailed Joe Kelly out. Like you mm-hmm. said, that was a tough pitch to hit. Um, and Riley Green, still great player, fantastic catch on Jake Berger uh, in center field as well. Um, he's just one of the most intriguing players to watch in the AL Central right now. But Tim, infield chopper from Javi Baez, and he has a the chance to make the play again, Riley green's very fast. He's trying to make it perfectly and he doesn't make it perfectly still is able to get the out at first, but the run scores and we go to extras. I don't know if it's the worst loss yet because 
I mean, come on. I think the worst loss yet was in 2022 when, you know, it was really reality that this team isn't any good. I mean, we could talk about how bad the AL Central is. They're 11 games under 500. This is the second series that they've lost, what, three of four yes. to not even the Guardians or Twins. Yep. They've lost three of four to now the Twi uh, Tigers and Royals. Royals, yeah. I, and I mean, that also, doesn't give me a lot of confidence, even though May's been the quote-unquote better month. Um, you know, they're still 11 games under 500. I mean, I still don't feel like that flip or, yeah, that switch has been flipped yet. See, I'm, I'm, I don't even know my own damn idioms. But I also think to lose to the Tigers is even worse. I know they're playing better baseball, and by the end of this uh, day, they might only be a game out of the AL Central lead, whatever. But look at the injured list. As we complain about people who are injured for the White Sox, they have a starting staff, a full staff besides Eduardo Rodriguez, out. Most of them on the 60-day IL. All the people they're counting on, they're like, they're not going to pitch. And they're just doing this with pitchers that we saw on Thursday. Who was that guy? Just trash. No, no, no great pitching. No great shakes. And Eduardo Rodriguez. We, we covered that game. I, I couldn't tell you who, who pitched on Thursday. Exactly. That's the point. This Eduardo Rodriguez. Mike, Michael Lorenzen walked him on uh, Saturday. Yes. And Michael Lorenzen, the last two times he's faced the White Sox, he's shut them down. You remember the Angels game last year? I think it was the Saturday game. The White Sox came back after Lorenzen left, and I think they almost got that game. I think it was 6-5. to five. Angels won that game, and we were, like, thinking, okay, that is a building block for the White Sox to do some things. I think they won that Sunday, and then a couple games after that, it looked like a, a jumping-off point, but the White Sox never had it. What, you got the guy's name now? Alex Fajardo. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. he, and he set records for that team. I mean, he joined Denny McLean in 1965 and Anibal Sanchez in 2014 with six innings pitched, three hits or less, um, what, no earned runs and 10 cool. fucking strikeouts. And I can't even remember the damn name because he's just another he's another guy. Yeah, He's just another AL Central right-hander who the White Sox can't hit. I, I mean, how can they not be prepared? These guys just stink. Like, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez, I get that he's a high-quality pitcher um and he's gonna be tough to hit but he's still a lefty we saw the white Sox eat a lefty on what friday friday yeah um and you know i, I understand it's a little bit more difficult but the only guy that's running into one is Romy gonzalez i mean andrew vaughn uh hey it was good to see tim anderson get a double as well um he almost went three for three um which was all right but even then uh luis robert like you mentioned like i mean you, you can't run into one it's it's still opposite handed i mean it was it was frustrating. I mean, Jake Berger gave one a ride, but then again, here's Riley Green uh, crashing in the outfield. Um, he, he's really giving me Grady Sizemore, Torrey Hunter vibes. I hate that the Tigers have that guy. And I hope that Spencer Torkelson is just as bad as Andrew Vaughn so we don't actually have to worry about the Tigers being good and feel like they wasted that pick. That's Zach McKinstry at the top of the order. Former Dodger, former Cub. That guy, where did he come from? Like the I, know he, I know he came from the Cubs, <laughs> but he wasn't that. He definitely wasn't that with the, the Dodgers. But the Dodgers have, can't afford to throw uh, outfielders who not that great away because they'll just find another one somewhere. But this McKentry is like a 420 on base, about a 420 slugging, 300 batting average. The man is just doing work at the top of that order. I'm not saying that the Tigers are a bad team. They're a mediocre team. 
and they have players like you said that Riley Green scares me because he looks like he's gonna turn into something really, really good um eventually, like an all-star perennial every year. Um but I mean he looks like an all-star when he plays the White Sox. There's nothing on that team that you're like, hmm, it's gonna be trouble with that guy in particular. I mean, you got Akil Badu getting 97 up top and just having no problem with it, Dylan Cease. And that's I know we're gonna get to him eventually, but very, very, very poor outing by Dylan Cease. Yeah, I mean, it's concerning at this point, but concerning that it's just – it's the same shit he was dealing with. I think it, he can get back to what he was. I, I think he can get to that confidence in the mechanics because we heard Steve Stone being like, oh, I talked to Dylan today. You usually don't talk to starting pitchers on the day that they're starting. But he said – Oh, we figured out the release point. We figured out the command. He was flying open, and him and Ethan Katz fixed it. Ethan Katz is one of the best young pitching coaches in this game. And it's just like, okay, in, in the second, third, fourth inning, uh, bases loaded, bases loaded, bases loaded, grand slam. First grand slam he's given up since 2019. It's the guy that has led the walk, uh, led the American League in walks in the past two years. Like, I love that he's very consistent. He's always going to give you six innings. They might be brilliant. They might be a train wreck. And he might be able to minimize damage because it could have been a train wreck today. Four on runs kept him in the game. Dylan Cease isn't the reason that they lost, you know? I, I mean, I don't think he is the reason. They had the, they had the lead, you know, at, at, even after he left the game. He did, but I think I mean the the, starting... the nine million dollar shutdown guy who is perfect for nine games has to close down the damn Tigers. Like I mean, Joe Kelly's got to step up and just if you got embarrassed by them yesterday, you have to shut them down. I understand Riley Green's a great player, putting a great swing on that play, but like I mean, Joe Kelly couldn't do it, Luis Robert couldn't do it, Tim Anderson couldn't do it, yes, Mount Grandal couldn't do it, Andrew Vaughn couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't make it work. They couldn't win the damn game against the Tigers. And you, there was a something shared by Jason and Steve uh, during this broadcast with the, the Tigers. And I think it was like Zach Short, um, another Cub farmhand, who was like on deck. And they were like, we still have nine more outs. And that's when they made the comeback against the White Sox. And it's like, are we having like, you know, we're, 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 I mean, they have a better record than us. Like, are we, are we having that same vibe? Because we cover this team after every win. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't see anybody saying that. They seem after a while. I think after the Grand Slam, you sent a thing in our Slack. It's like, all right, here's the uh, here's the the title of the program because <laughs> we felt that way. Like even after they took the lead, I was like, yesterday did the same exact thing with a furious rally in the seventh thing. They've done this multiple times where they look lifeless throughout the game, and then late in the game, with third time around, fourth time around they finally found a way. I mean, it started off with a walk, hmm, weirdly enough. Um, but this team just can't afford all the stuff that's going wrong. And I would put this on Dylan Cease because the bullpen, yes, I know Joe Kelly makes a certain amount of money, but the bullpen as a whole covered five-plus innings, only giving up that one earned run that Joe Kelly did. So that's pretty good work. Dylan Cease can go, going only four innings, I think, is atrocious. As your starting pitcher, as your top of the rotation pitcher, your guy, he can't do that. He can't put your team in the worst position to to do that right there. And then, like, it's not that he was getting hit around. 
it was that he was walking people with non-competitive pitches. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if you nibble and the ump is like, nah, I ain't giving you that call. Or if you're around the plate, he wasn't around the plate on a multitude of these pitches. And it was very frustrating. It was reminiscent of back in the day where 2020 and years before where he was just not confident in his pitches. And you can see the release point. You could see in how he didn't want to pitch these Detroit Tigers anything in the zone or where they can get any hits. Akil Badu just guessed. That's the only way you can get a high 97-mile-per-hour fastball out of the zone. He just guessed that it was going to be there, and he got lucky. But that happens I mean, when you throw hey. a bunch of – that happens when you throw a bunch of pitches. He got your repertoire down, and he's like, okay, he has, he can't get his slider over. He's not throwing his change up or curveball. Cool. He's got his fastball. I'm just going like, to guess. I don't know. He's a, that's a major crush. league player. I don't know about lucky. I mean, no, I mean not lucky. He I'm knew a saying, fastball like, was coming, and he hit the shit out of it. What they call he it. He did just the same cheating. thing to Lucas, too. Yeah, they just cheat. Like, it's not cheating as in, in nefarious. It's just he cheated and got, got the barrel going quicker than he usually would and crushed that ball off right. the bat. And, yes – Celebrate all you want to. I saw White Sox fans, some getting mad that Akil Badu was was pumping up. It's like the man in a grand slam. Why why is he not supposed to be happy? Come on now. Just because it goes against your team doesn't mean the man's not supposed to be happy and jubilant. And that man hit a home run off Lucas Giolito, and I was like, and then they took him out. And I was like, man, that's that's a short end of the stick. You just gave your team <laughs> some runs. Detroit Tigers don't hit a lot of home runs, and Akil Badu stepped up, hit a home run, and now he's getting benched. And uh, you know, that man. That man's playing yeah. for a job. So shout out to Akil Badu. I mean, that 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 helps him stay on the team, folks. He's 24 years old, third homer now of the season. Uh, so and, and his he's got like an OPS of 112. So I mean, we better watch out for Akil Badu because if he's shit talking, that might be uh the Detroit Tigers version of uh Josh Naylor. Left hander who just not bashes a ton of homers off of us and screams. I'm not happy about that. See, this is the thing. The White Sox allowed this thing to happen. Remember last year, I was predicting the Tigers are going to be second place behind the White Sox because I saw all the Torkelsons and things and all the Mises and the Scoobles coming. I was like, they're coming. They're going to be here. They got a good manager too, and A.J. Hinch. They struggled last year. But this year, I can see them winning the AL Central because that team, they're put together with glue and all the rest of that stuff on that starting staff. But that bullpen, that's a thing. If you have a good bullpen, and if they don't trade those guys off like they did last year, which they also had a good bullpen, I think this team can do some damage in this uh, AL Central. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw Cleveland. I mean, you just got to be good enough. You just gotta, you just gotta hustle enough. And that was, I love that to what Ozzy was saying. Um, they cut away to Ozzy after the White Sox took the five to four lead, and he was like, "That's what wins games: base running and defense." Uh, hey, Ozzy, what lost them the game? Uh, defense. <laughs> there's Luis Robert Jr. sliding out in center field, and there's Tim Anderson bobbling a ball. They could throw out the, the tying run. Mercy. I get it. But also, you know, be nice more home runs because then you don't have to worry about defense. Okay. Just swing hard, hit it. I mean, like Andrew Vaughn is getting frustrating, but we'll, we'll take a break and uh, I mean, we'll just keep talking about the frustration. At least I think we can agree on this. I agree with you all about the Dylan C stuff. We'll get into more of the stats as well. But I think maybe Aloy Jimenez and Romy Gonzalez get a pass today. Everyone else is kind of, everyone else is kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. If Tim just, didn't bobble that ball in the eight ninth inning, then he would have got a pass too. But yeah, you right. got to make that play. You're a major league shortstop. Majority of major league shortstops make that play, and you've had two in the last week. So you make one of them. 
I'm think most people are like, okay, at least he made one of them. He bobbled both of them and caused the team not to get an out. That was guaranteed. And you know what sucks too? Like they they emptied the bench. Benintendi was supposed to have a day off. Mankata was supposed to have a day off. Mankata hit and looked bad uh, as a righty. Uh, and you're just wondering, like, oh man, hopefully they win this game. So Yo Mankata, like, making his back possibly worse, like, is worth it. And bom, 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 bom. there's another yeah. loss. And thank you, Todd, for the buying the shirt. We really appreciate that. Do you want to plug it? You want to go? I mean, hey, rock and roll. Shout out to Todd. Todd's always yeah. very, very friendly. Todd and nice said, and I bought a CHEO socks shirt only because it looks cool and to support Herb, Vinny, Sean, and Vinny. So I appreciate that, Todd. You're always uh, checking it out and listening to our podcast after the day after and sending some Twitter messages. We really appreciate your support and everybody who's watching and or listening right now. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow Todd on Twitter at Todd J Dub. Um, and uh, you got the graphics, Steven? Todd took advantage of this wonderful sale, the CHGO Memorial Day baseball sale. Uh, I am washing the CHGO script show uh, shirt right now, so uh, I am not uh, being able to wear it. But uh, 33% off all baseball shirts, May 27th to May 29th, uh, so ending tomorrow on Memorial Day. Uh, and you could even get the new shirts uh, for 33% off, uh, home of the Northside Baseball Club and home of the Southside Baseball Club, uh, the kind of Southside, Northside thing. Uh, that we just made and also the vibes are immaculate uh shirt i know uh cardboard socks uh are kentucky uh oh look at this look at steven uh the uh our kentucky socks fan uh i think we had a three-game winning streak when he wore this and just didn't wash it uh in three straight days so shout out to that you can go get the vibes are immaculate on the back and the uh it's always sunny on the south side on the front because summer is here uh and you can get uh 33 off all right uh let's take a break and let you know about Fubo TV. Um, that's how I watched the game today. And, you know, this is how excited I was, Herb, about this. The people who aren't on the podcast can't see this. But look at look at this. I mean, they made it easy to watch at my house. Steven, look, Steven's laughing. Steven's enjoying this. I'm giving it a thumbs up. You're getting the little split screen on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. And it's Crystal HD TV. It is fantastic TV service. I've had uh, many of the different, uh, you know, online tv services you know if you're, you're cord cutting and fubo is fantastic my favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge so if i missed the game yesterday i can catch up this morning before the white Sox take on the tigers and uh or the the Sox take on the tigers and you know i could be all prepared for my job but you know maybe you missed a crazy moment maybe you missed the four overtime game between the, the panthers and the other team uh, and you could go back on Cloud TVR and watch it that way. They have 140 the live the hurricane, uh, 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, news, and you could stream live TV from any device. I was able to stream it from my phone when I needed to go down to my basement for laundry, and I was streaming it uh, to my TV as well as you saw in that picture there. And you can watch local teams while traveling as well. And you can watch the White Sox on NBC Sports Chicago just like I did with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo. Pro. Uh, and Sean, also, do you find it weird that a team from Miami is playing the Hurricanes while a team from Carolina is playing the Panthers? Yes. It's very weird because their football you, teams are football teams, the college football teams, are the Hurricanes. But the NFL Carolina teams Panthers are the Panthers. Are, yep. Okay. Just switched. No, I get it. I. I, I, I it's just, it's, yeah, no, that just, that, I never thought of about it that way. 
you know, you broke my brain. Uh, I always like the the quiz question, uh, the six teams, the six professional big four that share nicknames. Okay. Rangers. We don't have to get distracted. Maybe I save this for a Friday. Okay. Um, I know Rangers. Right. There, there you go. One for one. Good job, Herb. Uh, Steven, can you can you get any? I Herb broke me, but it's easy to break me. I'm just slow. Are we talking? Did you say original six? No, just say? four, six okay. teams no, that just, are named after gone. each other, like the Rangers. That would be way too slow. <laughs> Texas and New York Giants, New York and it's it's a Sunday, so I'm just operating at like 75. percent All right, uh, let's Panthers. let you know about Goose Island. If the White Sox are making you sad, uh, no way to pick yourself up. Uh, and with lovely, lovely beer, it's Memorial Day. I'm gonna have a day off. You're gonna have a day off, Herb. Uh, so why not crack open a Goose Island? CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988, and their beer roster includes the Goose Island IPA, Tropical Beer Hug, the 3-2 Wheat Ale, and the Full Pocket Pills. Herb, uh, uh, Memorial Day Goose Island Beer Draft. If you have to have one tomorrow uh, to cool down, cool you down on Memorial Day, which one are you taking? Neon Beer Hug. Okay. That's um, the 7 percenter? Yeah, uh, like yes, like they're all like the three of them are all together, like six point eight, one seven, one seven two, and then the tropical beer hug is like nine eight almost. Um, then I'll go three one two because that's a everyday drink. You could just smash like f- five of those and be smooth. And then that uh, that full pocket pills. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even an IPA guy, but I have the. Neon Beer Hug is my top beer because it's just not like knocking you over the head with hops, which I don't like those IPAs that do that. This one doesn't I, do that. I believe they're dry hopped or that just might be the Imperial IPA uh, for the Tropical Beer Hug. But grab it an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Coos Island uh, original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company is Chicago's beer. Um, OK, so I wanted to go to the chat where uh yeah the kings are one of them uh you also say the jets you know winnipeg new york um oh my god where is this going ah shane good afternoon it is a good afternoon it's a beautiful day herb it is the white Sox keep losing baseball games uh but it's a good afternoon uh the white Sox would have to go 63 and 44 the rest of the way to win 85 games um my season my preseason prediction was uh 83 wins they'd have to go 61 and 46 and what i'm going to tell our lovely lovely listeners uh right here right now uh all 61 of you i i really don't think they're going 61 and 46 uh for the rest of the way rick Hahn said they had to prove it we've seen 55 games of this team and they're worse than 81 and 81 they said they needed to prove what last year was was a fluke and mm-hmm. uh, what we know about flukes are uh, as office watchers, uh, flukes are one of the most common fish in the sea. OK, so the White Sox uh, being 11 games under 500 uh, shouldn't be too surprising and they haven't proven much. So, like, you know, the whole 61 and 46 to the end of the season, they need to start a double digit wind win streak for that to be serious. Like they need to actually be in first place. It was nice to be five games back uh, of the AL central uh, at one point. Uh, Cause that's now just completely gone. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. th- th- they've never proven it yet. Like this team just had a horrible day. They needed Dylan cease to step up and he absolutely didn't. They needed the offense to step up against Eduardo Rodriguez, run him out of the game, and the only guy that stepped up was Romy Gonzalez. And you can't trade him because the White Sox don't have a lot of major league players. That's why Yasmani Grandal was begging 
Rick Hahn not to trade Roman Gonzalez because he's at least quad a talent. Yeah. And um, I wonder tomorrow, it's the beginning of a homestand. We didn't get it at the beginning of the longest homestand of the year, the nine game one that just happened when the White Sox are a guaranteed rate. Wonder if my general manager and your general manager, Rick Hahn, will speak and address this uh, media and the fans by proxy about this team that is currently 22 and 33. Will he, will he finally actually speak to the guys? I know he spoke two uh, homestands ago, but that's a long time ago. He needs to address why this team still sucks and what he's prepared to do about it. So, because I can't stand, and that's one of the things I hate about Ryan Pace the most, he would hide. He would talk at the beginning of the year. He would talk at the end of the year. No other time, not to the, not to the local team. He would give those uh, softball questions to from uh, Joniak on the regular uh, broadcast. And it's not Joniak's fault for asking those questions. He's part of the broadcast. He's part of the Bears. So I want Rick to actually take some questions. And tomorrow, during Memorial Day, I'll be watching. I'll be hoping that Rick speaks with our guy, Vinny Duper, who will be back at the ballpark tomorrow and the assembled media because he needs the answer for this crappy team. I'm not sure if he will like there's Liam has come. Liam is likely coming back. I don't want so to gonna press announce her. that because we don't actually have any sources that are confirming that he is coming back. But I think it's uh, 90% safe to assume that Liam will be back. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good reason for the general manager to address the media. So if Liam does come back, I think he likely will today or tomorrow because your all-star clothes are coming back. I think that's a reason to be at least talking about the person and what he has gone through as a player and as a leader for your club. So I, I would be surprised that if it's not on Monday, it's on Tuesday, just because of Liam's likely come back because hey maybe he pitches on monday and then rick can talk about that and then maybe they let monday be about liam and liam's return so i i thinking about this logically i would be surprised if he's if he if he doesn't speak at all in the next two days i mean yeah he has to speak one of these two days because i can see him hiding behind oh this is liam's day guys this is his press conference i'm just here to answer questions about liam type of thing and then going another homestand without asking questions because the last one was it's jose abreu's day and he's coming back to chicago i will not speak he didn't say that but that was what i got out of that um he needs to answer for this team like why is your best player going through hot and cold stretches consecutively like how does how does on the surface of the boot of the sun one stretch and then the coldest the next can't have that why the inconsistency of your player why haven't you Coach this out of the player. As I've said before, when he is hot, we need to be more consistent. The stretching out of the great player that Luis Robert is. And so the exception is the cold streaks, not the norm. But I just need to hear from him. I need to have he needs to have some accountability since he's never going to get fired because he's the one apparently doing his own hiring error firing. The accountability will be with the media, which went on him really hard the last time which well-deserved. And this time I hope they don't let up, put the, yeah. put the pressure in. Well, and that's, and that's, what, that's what the fans want to know. 
Well, and that's why I think that he might just avoid talking on Monday so Liam has his day, and then therefore he can answer questions about Liam and the team on Tuesday. Maybe that's me wishful thinking. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think of of this with with the biggest brain possible, and I that's 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 my thought. But um, I mean, what what is he going to say? You know? Hey, we need to find solutions and. Hey, I need to send up my resignation if this doesn't Mercy. work. He ain't doing that. Um, well, he needs they, to say that. That's what a stand-up GM would do, being on the job for 10 seasons and only going to two playoff series and losing both of those subsequently. I don't disagree. Like, I, I mean, if I was bad at my job, which professional sports jobs and regular people's jobs, totally different. But I wouldn't want to step into the job knowing every day that I'm giving my team worse chance to win just because of my presence, just because of the stuff that I'm doing. We've talked about the Andrew Benintendi stuff ad nauseum, but it needs to be talked about even more. I thought this weekend, perfect opportunity versus some AAA pitchers that Detroit has called up here to pitch that Andrew Benintendi would find one, go down the line, hit a, hit the fair pull, whatever. No, not close. He's a replacement today because there was a lefty in there. If you're getting taken out because there's a lefty in the lineup, not because there is, you know, you just struggled versus that one specifically, and you are the guy that signed the biggest offseason contract for the White Sox, not just the biggest of all time, just that's what they went out and got. You were the offseason, pretty much, you and Mike Clevenger. To be off on a day like today, I, I just don't understand it. I understand that Eduardo Rodriguez is left-handed. Damn it. If you need an off day as a left-hander versus a left-hander, then you're not a player that should be getting a big-ass deal like that. Well, my guy, I didn't see this originally because I'm now blocked by Steve Stone, but my guy uh, tweeted out uh, on the 27th yesterday, Andrew Benatendi goes about his job quietly and professionally every day. He has great at-bats and plays brilliant defense and left. He hustles on everything. Great addition to this team. His contributions cannot be overlooked. He also helps balance this lineup as a lefty bat. And it's like, they suck against right-handers. They are horrible against right-handers. Like, the when we think of the good lefty bats on this team, we think of Yasmani Grandal, Yon Moncada, and Gavin Sheets. And two of the three are hurt half the time. Like, and then Andrew Benitendi gets on base, hopefully. You know, he had mm-hmm. the 10-game hitting streak. What's it at now? You know, like, I'm... I don't even remember. John Becker of Fangraphs uh, quote tweeted the or screenshot of the Steve Stone thing and said he has a 91 weighted runs created plus and a uh, negative one defensive run saved. Right, like he is below average at defense. He hustles. He, I don't even know if he hustles. He he is out there every single day except when uh, you know an, an elite to uh, above average left hander is out there. He's yeah, not a game changer. This white the White Sox needed a game changer. The White Sox needed somebody to hit a one home run because if they got one more home run, they might not have been in the situation where one run ties the game in, in the ninth. You know, they just needed another Romy Gonzalez prayer hope to go over the wall. And almost and Jake Berger almost did it. Yeah. Thanks to Fred and Dan with their uh, comments. We appreciate you guys checking us out here on CHO White Sox because this team is sucky and uh, to watch those games and then have to listen to us bitch about it might be tough. But Fred says he only checks in with the game so he can watch us. That's cool. I appreciate that. And fly the dub. I see your message. But you say 
if the White Sox players on perform, Sox blame Han. Who brought these players in here? Fly the dub. Who's the guy who brought him in here? Yeah, you yeah, you put it together. It's Rick Han. That's why we blame him because he put this team together. He had plenty of time to do it, too. He's had what seven years now? We're or six plus years into the rebuild. So, yes, I'm gonna blame him, Kenny Williams. Not necessarily Jerry Reinsworth, but his atmosphere of being the owner creates the the atmosphere below him. So as the uh, great line goes, attitude reflects leadership, and the leadership comes from Jerry Reinsdorf. So, yes, Rick Hahn was the front-facing, is the front-facing voice of the White Sox because Kenny barely speaks. So I'm going to blame him when the players don't perform well. And we give Sean a lot of crap about his Andrew Penatendi hate, but it's not because he was on the team now. Sean didn't want him before we were all talking about this free agency, and I thought Sean was crazy. I was like, Sean, anybody will be better than Andrew Vaughn in left field. So they get any of these guys, a beggar like myself, can't be a chooser. Get me Ben Attendee. He'll hit his home runs, and we still got to bet that he's going to hit double-digit home runs, and that's why I'm getting much much more mad because I got to pay Sean $100. Your wallet's like, shaking. He doesn't do anything on the field where he was promised to do these things. And I get mad and madder at Rick Hahn because then I look over on the north side where they just sent Nick Madrigal down to AAA. And we were told that guy was going to be an everyday second baseman, a smart base runner, plus runner, great defensively. And he was bragging himself, Nick Madrigal, that he's going to be a 3,000 hit guy. This guy was wrong. Rick Hahn is current, constantly wrong about his draft picks, constantly wrong about the players he brings in via free agency. How many times did we have the DFA, one of the guys that Rick Hahn brought in, in the middle of the season, giving them money just to chill out? Larry Garcia has $11 million he's just chilling out with because Rick Hahn paid him $16.5 million on a three-year deal. You could say that's Will Tony's guy, but Rick Hahn sent, put pen to paper. He's the general manager. He gets the blame. So you know, there's so many times that I see people just pass by Rick Hahn's culpability in all this stuff. If there's anybody who's most culpable, it's him. He's persona. He's the person that you would th- point the finger at saying this was why the White Sox are not good. There's blame to go everywhere, but Rick Hahn gets the share of that. He should get the share of it. And I don't see it reflected that way in media, in the Twitter sphere, White Sox, Twitter, whatever. Yes, there's people, a lot of people blame him and they love it. But there's a lot of people also holding on and saying, well, 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 it's like, what has he done? What does he do well? Please tell me nothing. I don't see a lot, a lot of that. So I'm, I mean, I'm unsure. I, I feel like most people blame Recon and, you know, someone say, you know, fly that up saying blame the players. I, I don't see where we're not. I think that was the first 20 minutes of the show. Uh, you know, it was Robert's mistakes, Tim Anderson, botching the ball in the field, Dylan cease, uh, you know, pitching poorly, all the lack of offensive output outside of that one big inning and in Romy Gonzalez's shot. Right. You know, I mean, like everyone is at fault here. They're 81 and 81 last year and they're on 11 games under 500 now. Um, so, you know, it's it's not only Rick Hahn's fault. It's Kenny Williams's fault. It's Jerry Reinsworth's fault. It's mm-hmm. Tim Anderson's fault. It's Luis Roberts' fault. It's Tony LaRusso's fault. It's Pedro Gafal's fault. Um, I mean, hell, probably even Don Cooper's fault a little bit. I mean, why not? 
Um, you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a big piece of pie that we're all sharing here. Um, and hey, I think even Rick Hahn would throw you know at least like maybe a sliver to the fans. It's a little bit of the fans' fault too, right? Yeah, because we're too gleeful when this all breaks up or whatever. He's we saying. wanted this. We yeah, wanted we, the the rebuild to fail instead of them winning. Ugh, just an insufferable <laughs> smug dude. Fred says it right. If Rick Hahn built a better roster, Andrew Benintendi could just be a piece. Not the highest paid needed to be a centerpiece. Right. That's a perfectly put, Fred. Perfectly well, but, put. I, but we, we've said this too. Like, I mean, Luis Robert is supposed to be the guy, and it's very important that he's playing in all these games. I understand that, you know, people are frustrated with the three strikeouts today. He did drive in a run. Um, you need all of them uh, in, in games like this. He, he's still playing. And I, I understand he made a bad play out in the outfield, but, you know, that's that's the superstar. And the big issue with him is he hasn't played 100 games. So let's see what Luis Robert can do in uh, 156, um, you know, because uh, maybe he'll get hot again. And uh, by the middle of June, he'll be at 20 home runs and surpass last year's home run leader, you know. So uh, it's a frustrating series. Let's see how they bounce back. We'll take a quick break um, and we'll let you know about some of our great sponsors. Um, and then I, th I think – we got to maybe touch a little bit more on Liam Cease. Anything else? I mean, I'm just before we go to this break, kudos to Aloy, kudos to Tim on both tagging up there and showing some speed. Both of them, Tim back to looking like when well, he didn't tag up, but the contact play looking mm -hmm. like elite Tim speed. And then Aloy, that ball wasn't hit to deep left center. It was pretty much shallow left center where Badu doesn't have a plus arm. But Aloy's speed looked really good, and he looked confident in that head first slide, which I never liked, but whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it was they showed on the broadcast uh, the second it hit Badu's glove, uh, Aloy was running home. So mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, great timing on that base running and uh, perfect slide right there, got home. Uh, it, again, the White Sox should have won this game. Mm -hmm. um, even with all the mistakes, uh, even if, it, you know, Joe Kelly – wasn't able to get out Riley Green again. It's just a, a team loss because, you know, Aloy can show that speed, and we've seen some of that athleticism before. I mean, uh, I, I go back to 2020. I mean, it's not crazy that they thought that he could be an outfielder. It's just that he consistently hurts himself, mm -hmm. and he, he doesn't have strong enough legs. And even when he's running home, it, it does seem like it's a little bit slow. And I understand he's just coming back from, uh, you know, uh, sitting out in the sidelines for three weeks. But even then, you know, did you see the – the quote from Pedro on why uh, Aloy's back up. Mm -mm. Uh, oh yes, he yes. Was, he was sick of Charlotte. Wanted to try a different, um, <laughs> different uh, affiliate, and I guess he just kind of just got bored with minor league baseball. So he's just back. Yeah. Well, right. I, mean, I guess I'm, he's going to be playing baseball either way. So I guess he's you know I mean hey why not have him do his rehab here? Yeah, I I mean I read it as he has been in Charlotte way too much because of his injuries. And then he wanted to try a different minor league city, which he has been at Birmingham before. So um, he just wanted to go to Alabama instead of North Carolina. But if he was brought up earlier than he's supposed to be, I mean, that is white Sox way. Another thing I hate about their, the team and how they um, go about their business and having these players rehab on the fly here. Three weeks. I don't know. Three weeks for uh, appendectomy. I don't know. I know seven days is way too quick. Adam Dunn. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't look bad today, uh, Dan. Uh, he at least had that nice bloop, drove in the run. He was able to get home um, and and do do that successfully. Um, and I think he also drew two walks as well. So I mean, he was on base, and I'm, I'm not complaining about what the job he did today. It's just 
will he be here? And, and hopefully he will, because I want to see as much of these guys as possible. Um, let's take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit about Liam Hendricks. Um, and uh, Dylan Cease, I guess. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we'll take a break. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take it. a break. We'll take a break. All right. I uh, want to let you know about FOCO. Uh, they have given us some lovely set decorations. We're remote right now, so we can't see them. Um, but go search their website, foco.com, or click and look in the description below. For online pre-sale items, you can use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. They have a really deep catalog of bobbleheads, and it's fun to get lost on their store. So get fitted in the best sports gear around with our friends over at FOCO. And with it being spring and baseball season, you can get Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game over at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, thank you again, FOCO, for uh, for being such a great sponsor. And and Herb, I know I hate to put you on the spot here, but as a as a friend, yep. the comment and you know this, the mm. Comet Energy Efficiency Program I is do. committed to helping families and businesses. And I honestly want I know you know this so well. I want you to pull up your phone or speak from the heart and just start taking over first reader, because um, you know about what they do, Comet, and the communities they serve, right? I do usually, and my phone is way over there, so I'd have to turn off the computer to do it. My bad. You're fine. You're um, fine. You're fine. You're fine. I can do I, the, I, I, the middle part, though. You have what part? Where you say, what do you mean? Well, how oh, does it okay. work, Here, Sean? Here, just say, say this. Go to private chat and say this. I'm so sorry, folks. Uh, this, this, is, this is my bad. I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, goofy. Oh, of course, Sean. You've jogged my memory. Yeah, this what do they do in the in the communities they serve? They help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Sean. Oh, of course. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector, sector customers of all sizes across the territory. And ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC system, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes, Herb. Sean, how does that work? Oh, Herb, these people at Comet have been around for a very, very, very long time. Commonwealth, Commonwealth Edison, right? I mean, yep. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Edison. I mean, that guy was it's definitely older than me. Um, but they are a very certified and authorized business, and they're going to send an authorized engineer that will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they could start working on immediately. Each recommendation will estim include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple paybacks. And if you own a business, do not wait. Get started today by saving money and energy. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Was that comed.com slash powering biz and the biz is spelled B-I-Z? It was. And did you did you start smelling the the smoker in my neighborhood too? I have the windows open and it just smells like someone's smoking something. So mm. I did say comed.com slash powering biz. Uh, and mm. I am uh, hungrier than I was uh, before I started this ad. All right, uh, I let's. I, I, yeah, I probably would not be smelling that because I live on the fourth floor here, mm. and uh, no one has a grill below me. Oh, real quick too. Uh, shout mm. out to I made some food last night. I did Hi, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, as as our meat expert here, yeah, at CHGO, uh, I'm uh, liking this socks. You're liking it. I did. Did I do a good job with my dinner last night? Yeah, like I like the cookie guy on the stick. A lot of people would go a little bit 
more on that, but I think it's perfect right where it's at. I was trying to do more. I can't lie. That's I ended up getting it rare. Um, yeah, I'd say that's rare. It was fine. Yeah, it was, right. you know, I was, I was, I was happy with it. It was edible. Um, I, it, me as an Irish person, you know, I usually burn my everything that I cook. Uh, so rare is something that I rarely do. Uh, but I know people eat steak rare. Uh, so uh, got that rare. Uh, the other one I cooked was medium sure. rare. So I was happy with that that cook. But uh, use code uh, CHGO socks uh, over at Omaha Steaks. Our friends at Omaha Steaks. You can get $30 off. Uh, they sent a, us a lovely package. Uh, we got some uh, filet mignon, as, we, mm. as you saw there, sliced up. I uh, got some chicken tenderloins, mm-hmm. chicken breasts, uh, pork tenderloins, uh, and then uh, they gave us dessert as well. So it was a fantastic, fantastic package. Uh, so if you're looking for something Father's Day especially, uh, go use code CHGOSOCKS uh, at checkout uh, for $30 off. All right, uh, let's get into... The final thing I want to, we can skip the C stuff. You know, I mean, he, he needs to be better. Um, eight strikeouts, but I mean, it really was just inconsistent release point. I mean, that, that that's the easiest way to, you know, be succinct about it. Four innings pitch, four on runs, four hits, eight Ks, four walks. I mean, it, it was just 2021, 2022 Dylan where he's unhittable, but it's just not in the zone ever. So Ethan Katz and Dylan Cease need to fix it up. I mean, Steve Stone was talking about it. Um, you know, it seems like they were very confident that they had fixed it going into today, and uh, we did not see those results. But I, I want to go more to Steve Stone. All right. Uh, my whole bit last year was uh, enjoying the ride or being better. <laughs> and I'm at, I'm at a, a crossroad here because I'm at the point at 55 games, we know what this team is, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the main storylines that is coming up this week and blank names looking for an update in is, is Liam Hendricks, all-star closer returning after uh, his battle with cancer and, you know, uh, winning his battle with cancer or, you know, uh, or having his cancer uh, go into remission, just trying to properly term that. Um, but like, it, should I be bitter with that storyline going on? I understand that the, the record is so frustrating. We talk about all this blame and people needing to step up and resign, but um, I don't I don't know. I'm just th- – this guy coming back, It's it, it feels tough to, to go to the bit at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Where, where are you on the bitter to enjoying the ride scale? You're in the middle. You, you're leaning towards bitter. You're leaning towards enjoying the ride. What What's your – I'm never as a fan. I don't think I could ever fan for a team where I'm enjoying the ride. That doesn't work for me. I got, if I fan for that team, I have to feel like the team is giving my, they're all for me to enjoy the ride. Like that's why kind of the Padres having a disappointing year is kind of fine with me because I know they tried to do well, even though the players are failing right now, especially the hitters. Um, I would say that with the White Sox, I am, if anywhere, like closer to being bitter because how can't you be with this team and this organization? And so I don't know how one would enjoy the ride. If you out there are enjoying the ride, God bless. You have found a way where these games don't take too much out of you emotionally, physically and you're just enjoying the games. That's what I do kind of when I'm at the actual ballpark. That's what I'm trying to go to tomorrow because one, Liam Hendricks might come back and I need to be there when he does. And then secondly, it's an off day, Mike Trout, Shohei Itani. I'm going tomorrow, you know? 
all the reasons to go tomorrow are there except for a winning squad. So I'm going to go and I'm going to be into the game because I enjoy the atmosphere at guaranteed rate. And no matter what, I'm going to leave that game happy, even if the White Sox don't play great. So at games, I guess I, I'm closer to enjoying the ride, but otherwise I am closer to the being better part. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, at the, after this loss, it's just like, oh, my God, I just I can't, I can't deal with this team just because it's like, you know, we were promised that they were going to prove it. And man, mm-hmm. oh, I, I have not felt that at, at, at all. Like we talk about complete games um, where they're winning and man, they've put a lot of complete losses together, just offensively, defensively managing. It's just it's just been sloppy. But uh, to blank name, the last update that we have is. Liam Hendricks threw about 19 pitches when facing Elvis Andrews, Adam Hazley, and Sebi Zavala before Friday's game against Detroit. I'm reading this from the Chicago Tribune of Lamont Pope. Uh, Pedro Grafal said it went well. His numbers were really good. Hendricks built on a previous session May 19th at Guaranteed Ray Field and Monday in Cleveland. Uh, he's working his way back, obviously, from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And Pedro said that he ticked up from Cleveland, a good step in the right direction. We'll sit down and evaluate it as an organization and see what our next step is. I don't think that there's going to be a return to the minor leagues. It seems like Liam is just kind of done with pitching in the minor leagues. I That's why I'm assuming, you know, third time's the charm. He's done a little bit of work in Charlotte already. It, it feels like this is the time for him to return and not trying to put pressure on this because obviously it's a very uh, sensitive thing to be returning from. Uh, but I, I, I think the – the word hasn't been put out yet because maybe he feels differently tomorrow, but I feel if, you know, he feels ready to go and hundred percent, I think they do activate him. Yeah. And that, I hope that happens tomorrow because I think that will be uplifting both to fans seeing him on the field and to his teammates going through what he had to go through and beating it in less than five months is miraculous. Not, nothing short of miraculous, but also if you look back, you're like, yeah, Liam, guy's been pitching with a torn UCL for nine plus years. Yeah, that guy can do it. Right. The, the guy who is uh, not afraid on uh, during the All-Star game while mic'd up to just be dropping every swear in the book. Uh, that's our guy. I'm very excited to see him back. Uh, we will have an episode tomorrow. It is pre-recorded. We're drafting AL Central Cities to Vacation to because uh, not only is um, Memorial Day uh synonymous with its actual meaning uh but it's also uh, synonymous with uh, traveling and maybe a little vacation but uh obviously the most important thing about memorial day is the actual meaning and all the uh, veterans who uh, served this country and uh, passed away uh while serving and we do obviously want to give a tip of the hat and uh recognition to all those people uh because obviously we're getting the day off tomorrow uh so we want to recognize why we're getting that day off and uh as dan says thank you to all the vets uh tomorrow not today, because oh yeah, is because tomorrow's the actual holiday, right? Yeah. Um, Look at that. And and uh, just a pet peeve of mine. I know you said it, but tomorrow is about the people who have passed while serving this country, not necessarily about the vets who are still with us. Yeah, people who were after died yeah. in battle. Yeah, and so I want to salute them on their own day because the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we enjoy, whatever you believe in politically, whatever these people have sacrificed for the, our ability to do a silly podcast about a terrible team. Like where else is that happening? You know, 
I mean, it could be happening in England too. They don't have any shitty teams, do they? Soccer? They don't have any shitty baseball teams. I know that. Um, but really, seriously, like the people who've served and have passed away in the, that service is like could not give a bigger a bigger um, salute to you guys because that that is um, something that I wouldn't even fathom about when I was a kid or as an adult and the, the, even going to the army and then, you know, given the ultimate sacrifice, it's, it's more than heroic. It's, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, kind of back to back here, uh, Dan says he was there uh, for two tours. So obviously thank you for your service, Dan of uh, a blank name saying uh, you're right. It's about those who pass because you can think of a veteran every day of the week. I just thank Dan, you know, so, you know, we could, we could thank Dan while he's here, but uh, unfortunately, you know, there, there are people who, who made that ultimate sacrifice. So uh, we'll remember them tomorrow. Uh, so enjoy your Memorial Day uh, and, and just uh, re- remember that. I don't I never know how to phrase anything like that. So there you go. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. The phrase happy Memorial Day. Just it's not. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Just. Peace be with you on a special Memorial Peaceful Day. Peaceful Memorial Day. Yeah, something like go. that. A remember, a remember, a remember, remember That's not a word. Yeah. I hope you reminisce this Memorial Day. Okay, we'll end the show. Bye.